Hello and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Tuesday morning, May 25th. So glad to have you along. My name is Tom Short. Welcome to our time in the Word of God and Prayer, where we believe that getting to the Word of God every day make us strong, make us mighty, like a, like a tree planted by streams of water, which will yield its fruit in its season, and its leaf will not wither, and in whatever we do will prosper. And so we trust that as we get into the Word of God and we pray, God is strengthening our soul for the days in which we live and tough days in which we live. And today, as we've been looking at the commands of Christ, we get to Matthew chapter 24, the Olivet Discourse, which is about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And uh, a lot of people have asked me to speak on this topic, and so here we are. We will just spend a little bit of time, and then maybe we'll look more at prophecy in the coming weeks. We'll see. I'm still trying to consider. And remember, I uh, requested if there's some specific things you'd like me to be addressing these times, uh, drop me an email at tom at tomthepreacher.com, or maybe leave it in the comments section below. But anyway, welcome to all who are with us. If this is your first time, make sure you do hit the subscribe, like, uh, notify, share, and leave a comment below because I always like to know who's here, okay? God bless you. Let's get into Matthew chapter 24. I've titled this The Scariest Thing That We Know For Certain About The End Times. And, for, and because we have been focusing on the commands of Christ, I've been reading through Matthew 24, and I've been underlying, as I've been reading through Matthew, I've been underlying every commandment in green. And color coding like that made something stand out to me. I see in here three, three to four commands of Christ in the Olivet Discourse. Number one, he said there's going to be wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, famine, so on. See to it, now, first commandment, see to it that you're not frightened. The end times will be a frightening time. It will be a scary time. It will be a time when... Uh, there will be a lot of disruption, a lot of upheaval. And he says to us, see to it that you are not frightened. Fear messes us up. Fear causes us, causes us to act irrationally. Fear causes people to make foolish decisions. Just look at our world this last year. Look at all the decisions that have been made, and so many of them, I wonder, uh, sometimes I see people making certain decisions related to the pandemic and treatment and, and, and avoidance and all these things so radical. And I just think some people have been very, 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 very much controlled by fear, not caution. Caution's wise. Caution is wise, but some to be paranoid or to become overcome by fear. That's not what we want to be. And so he warns us in the last days, and believe me, the last days will be a whole lot more than, than, say, the pandemic or the economic challenges we've had or the, or, or the election issues. The, the uh, end times will be far more frightening. So, number one, make sure you're not overcome, you're not frightened. And we've been tested in this. And if you've been overcome by fear in this last year, if you've been overcome by it, controlled by it, let me tell you, it's something you got to overcome. It's something you got to address in your life, because we are not to be overcome by fear. Cautious, yes. Prudent, yes. But Jesus said, "See to it; you're not frightened. It affects the way you live." Number two, he said, "Make sure you're not deceived." 
He said there'll be many false religions, many false prophets, many false messiahs coming in the last days. Boy, don't we see this. I mean, we, we talk about America uh, as, as being, you know, we are, we are one of the major, obviously one of the major countries of the world. And we have embraced what's known as pluralism, where our culture, our country was built on the Christian religion. No doubt about that. Doesn't mean everybody's a Christian, but that was our common understanding of moral truth and, and, and proper behavior. Now, we have embraced a multitude of religions. We, our nation has become focused on pluralism and diversity, where we have a, a whole bunch of religions in our land. And Jesus says, see to it that you don't believe the false ones. See to it that you're not deceived. This is the second commandment that he gives about the end times. See to it that you're not deceived. And so, brothers and sisters, we've got to be people of the word, and we've got to be people that are careful not to be deceived. And deceivers come in all kinds of, of shapes and forms. Some of them are the, you know, the new age, wild, uh, some, some are new age, some, you know, you know we, we're all divine beings, the, the Eastern mysticism. Some of them are, some of the new religions really are atheism or secular humanism. Do you see that as a religion? I do. Some of them are, are within the, what would be considered Christian, but they're not really preaching the gospel or the truth of salvation of Christ. See to it that you're not deceived. And so be people of the word. I'm glad you're coming here day after day. And it's one way we keep from being deceived is by being in the word and not neglecting the word of God, as many do. This is our standard of truth. But the scariest thing, the scariest thing about the end times from the Olivet Discourse here and the commandments here is not that we'd be frightened by the earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars, not the, that we'd, we'd be deceived by false prophets. The scariest thing, I think, is he culminates the chapter and he says for us, most people, most people will be caught off guard. Most people will not be on the alert. Most people will not be ready. That's the scariest thing to me. He, he goes on and he, he says this in verse 42. Therefore, be on the alert, for you don't know when, when the day of the Lord is coming. Verse 44, for this reason, you must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not think he will. And he uses the example, starting with verse 36 of Matthew 24, of Noah. Read, read with me here. But at that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, but the Father alone. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. They didn't get it. Now, you might ask yourself, how could that be? I mean, Noah built a huge ark. I don't know if you've been down to the ark encounter in, in uh, the greater Cincinnati area in, in, in northern um, Kentucky. But they have a life-size replica of the ark, and that boat is big. And how anyone could not have noticed something strange is going on here. Some pretty significance going on here. Look how big this boat is. Of course, we know that most of them mocked and ridiculed and laughed. 
he built, it took him decades. You know, I was researching this morning. I, I thought it took 120 years to build the ark, but as I was researching more, it looked like it might have been maybe 75 years or so, maybe a little less to build the ark. Whatever, it was a long time. Maybe people got used to it. Maybe at first they were pretty amazed, but after a while, they that's no big deal. Kind of like the church, you know, we, we decry or we, we, we worry or we're, we're sad and we're grieved that the church is not having a greater influence than it, than it should have. And yet in reality, in reality, the church still, millions of people go to church every Sunday. The church is having a greater influence than many, many cultural institutions. It's just, we've kind of gotten used to it, Right. We, we see it, we, we, the church has mightily affected our country, but we almost don't see it because it's, we see it every week, so we've become used to it. And likewise, maybe they just got used to seeing that big old boat, and at first they were pretty amazed by it, but after a while they just didn't hardly, you know, no big deal anymore. And so they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, just doing the normal activities of life. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with eating, drinking, marrying, or getting married or being given in marriage. None of those things are wrong. As a matter of fact, they're good. But they distracted so many people from remembering, realizing the bigger picture. There was a judgment coming. God was doing something in their day. Noah was building this ark. There was a judgment coming. And most people didn't realize it. As a matter of fact, nobody realized it until Noah, except Noah and his family, until it was too late. And Jesus warns us it'll be like that in the last days. And so I have a question for you. Are you ready? Are you ready? If Jesus had come yesterday, would you have been ready? And that's the way I'd like to think about this. Had he come yesterday, would you have been ready? Of course, hopefully, everyone watching this has come to Christ as their Savior and Lord. And so you've received his salvation, forgiveness. Hopefully, you're not walking around in unconfessed sin that, that, that you're allowing to, you know, you're just, there's a barrier between you and God because you, you're in sin and you're not willing to fess up to it and repent of it. Hopefully, there's not things you need to say to someone to resolve conflict. Be ready. And maybe even there's someone that, <clears throat> that you want to make sure knows you're a Christian and knows, knows how they could become a Christian, and that you've urged them and, and invited them to come to Christ, exhorted them to come to Christ, so that they too would be ready. Folks, here's the reality. Most people won't be ready. Most people won't be ready. And by the time they start getting ready, it'll be too late. And so we are the watchmen. We are the ones on the wall. We're the ones that need to... Uh, remind people. We need to be ready and we need to help others. The command, Jesus said, be on the alert. Jesus said, be ready. Be like the, the faithful servant who his master put in charge of all his things. And what did he do? He was faithful. We be faithful this day with the things God has given you to do. <clears throat> Be faithful with the little things and the big things. One of these days, Christ is going to come back. He is. When I first heard about the return of Christ, I thought it was going to be within, you know, a few years. Well, it didn't happen. But it's a lot closer today than it was when I first heard about it. 
It's a lot closer. And let's not become um, so used to the idea that he's going to come back that we put it on the back burner. We forget about it and we be caught off guard because we want to be ready when he comes. Amen? Amen. Let's go to prayer. Father, you alone know the day and hour of the return of Christ. You alone know the day and hour when you're going to bring it all to completion. It will be the day of the Lord. This will, that will be your day. Father, we pray we would be ready for it. We know that many won't be. We live, Lord, many unbelievers won't be ready. And no unbeliever will be ready. And many believers may not be ready. I pray, Father, we would be on the alert. We would live as if this could be the day. Help us, Father. It's so hard to know. How do we plan ahead? Some of us have plans, and rightfully so, that if, if you will, we'll live and also do this or that. And some of our plans that we're trusting you for are 5, 10, 15-year plans. Help us to know how to have those plans and work faithfully and diligently towards them. And yet at the same time, realize that this could be the day that you come back. This could be the day that you return. This could be the day, whether you return or not today, this could be our last day. And so help us, Lord, to be faithful, faithful with the day's activities, faithful with, the, with, with our walk with you, faithful with keeping our heart in tune with you, faithful in our relationships, faithful in our faith, that when you return, you will find faith on earth. You'll find faith in us. Jesus, we know you're going to come back at a time when most don't expect. I pray we would not be caught off guard. Help us, Lord, to live at rest and at peace, that because we are in the will of God and we are faithful with the responsibilities of this day, that we will be ready. <clears throat> Help us, Lord, not to be distracted by the affairs of life, the preparations for the future, the marriage, giving marriage, even, even things like eating and drinking, responsibilities that we want to be faithful and we want to do a good job at. Help us, Lord, to always remember that whatever we do, we do unto the Lord and for your glory with the realization that someday we are accountable for all. And so, Lord, we, we do pray today, Maranatha, come, Lord, quickly. Lord, we're so concerned about things happening in our country, so concerned about things happening in our world. We want to fix it as best we can, Lord. The greatest fix would be if you just come back and set up your throne and we pray, Maranatha, come quickly. Lord, today I want to thank you also for victories. And I want to thank you even right here, as I heard yesterday about uh, in our state, Lebanon, a sanctuary city for abortion, where Lebanon, Ohio, is going to declare tonight that abortion shall never come to that city. And I thank you for that city council taking a stand. I know they'll receive attention and backlash against it. We pray strengthen them. Strengthen those civic leaders who are taking a stand for life and justice, and bless them, we ask. Lord, we pray for people today to be bold and courageous, like Noah was, a preacher of righteousness. He was mocked and ridiculed, but he was a preacher of righteousness, and we bless you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. And Father, I, I want to just want to pray also. I know um, Tracy's on here day after day and has a friend with uh, her daughter have cancer and 
cancer going through that family. Lord, bring comfort, encouragement, faith in God and healing in the midst of their sickness. I pray, Lord, for anyone today on this live stream who's ill, who's battling disease, COVID, cancer, heart disease, whatever. Lord, let your healing hand and touch them and let your hand of comfort and encouragement touch them and help them, their soul be ready for the challenges they're facing in their health. Their soul to be right with you, we pray. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, I mentioned there at the end, and I just thought of it while prayer. I was with my good friend Mark Harrington yesterday with Created Equal, and he was telling me that in Lebanon, Ohio, uh, tonight the city council is going to vote, and they're going to outlaw all abortion in that city. It's going to be illegal. They are going to be called a a abortion sanctuary, a, a sanctuary city for the unborn. And so this is beginning to spread across the country, evidently. And so we pray for them in Lebanon, Ohio, and we pray for others around the country, others to rise up and say abortion will not be in this city. What a courageous thing. And, you know, other people are saying that, no guns in our city, no, um, what, no this, you know, different things, sanctuary cities. And this would be a sanctuary city for the, the pre-born child, the unborn child. Thanks for being with me today. I enjoy having you along. I love you guys. I'm so glad that we can have this live stream and I and I get get words of encouragement how much this is meaning to you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Make sure you tell your friends, pass along the word as we pray together and get into the word of God and as we move on. Remember, we're about to finish the commands of Christ. So if you have some other ideas, drop me a note, Tom at TomThePreacher.com. Let me know what you might be interested in me covering next and we'll, uh, we'll keep moving forward. God bless you. You have a great day. Walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord bless you mightily and watch over you this very day. Amen. Bye-bye.